Does he take your pictures? Is your husband involved? What does he even do? Welcome to the Instagram Husband Podcast. Welcome back to the Influencer Husband Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Joseph Ramirez, or at Influencer Husband on Instagram. My wife is at Danny Austin on the internet. If you want to see more behind the scenes of the influencer world, in addition to this podcast, then be sure to follow us both there on Instagram. We try and be as real and transparent about our lives as possible for you all. But the mission and vision for this podcast, as it's kind of been defined over the past year, is to make the internet a better place. So that means discussing how content creators can show more integrity online. That means discussing how content consumers, such as you all, can show more empathy online. And that means how brands can continue to support the industry organically and efficiently online. And so there's this kind of ecosystem that's happening in the influencer world between content creators, content consumers, and then the brands that kind of support the industry. And I want to talk about all of those and how we can all be better for each other to create a better ecosystem. And so since this podcast is a forum, a conversation, if you will, if you have an idea for an episode or just generally like the show, then do me a favor, open up iTunes or your Apple Podcasts app, navigate to the Influencer Husband Podcast, leave a rating and a comment with all your ideas, feedback, improvements, etc. I do read every single one of those comments and, you know, it's kind of how I keep a pulse on what you all are wanting from me as the influencer husband and how I can better contribute to the conversation of the influencer industry as well. So now that we have that out of the way, this week's episode is actually part two or a continuation of last week's episode. So if you missed it last week, I opened up a lot about my story and why I decided to become a full-time influencer husband. And I did so by taking you all the way back to 2013. And I talked about both from an industry and a lifestyle standpoint, it required for Danny and I just to kind of come to a decision point, right? To be or not to be an influencer husband. It's a decent episode for, you know, my first episode back. And so be sure to go back and and give it a listen. But this week, it really isn't about me. It's about you. That's you as an influencer wondering if you should be sitting down with your husband, mom or significant other and having the DTR or define the relationship and figuring out whether you should have them come on full time as your influencer husband or you as a husband, mom, boyfriend, girlfriend, etc., needing to sit down with an influencer in your life, wondering how to get involved in their career on a more formal and consistent basis and, you know, approaching the question that inevitably is going to happen, which is, you know, how do I scale something else back in my life, whether it's a nine to five job or previous commitment in order to be more involved in the influencer industry? I think it's a big question and it's a really kind of an existential inflection point in every influencer's career, right? And I think it's an equally valid question for both the influencer and the influencer husband. So, you know, it's important to approach the question and say, okay, is it the right time? Do I need to be full time with my influencer? How am I going to do that, et cetera? So last week I told a story about the most common way that this story unfolds. And, you know, for the sake of simplicity, I had it with two characters, a husband and a wife. But as always, I clarify that an influencer husband can equally be a mom, dad, brother, sister, friend, etc. It does not have to be a husband. But the story I told was one that I think is the story between many husbands and wives in this influencer space that at least I hear. 
And it's one where they both work normal nine to five jobs. They leave at eight or nine each morning. They come home at five or six each night. One day wife decides to start a blog on the side. She starts creating content during her lunch break or after hours. Husband doesn't really know what that means, but is proud of the wife. He's excited that she has something that she is passionate about. Husband sits at his desk or at work or, you know, is maybe at lunch and husband starts opening up Instagram these days and starts seeing his wife on photo shoots or doing outfit pics with coworkers. You know, a couple months go by. Now husband and wife are starting to be late for dinner reservations because they have to go get pics after work. You know, another couple months go by. Husband is now back at work at his desk or during lunch, opens up Instagram again. And now wife is in the Bahamas or in Napa. And it's like, huh, uh. This is interesting, he says, you know, and now it's the end of the month, right? And the husband is opening up mail and finds his monthly paycheck. And then he finds his wife's six or seven, you know, different paychecks from brand partnerships or something of the like. And so I think at that point, the husband realizes that he is now an influencer husband. It, You know, it's not a formalized path. It's creeped up on most of us, but it is kind of this existential point that I think a lot of couples, a lot of teams and a lot of influencers find themselves at. So it's at this point in time that I think every husband is presented with this same fork in the road that I was actually presented with in last week's episode, which is this inevitable decision point between path A and path B to be or not to be a full-time influencer husband. So in my particular circumstance with Danny, as I recapped last week, we could have gone one way or the other, but not really both. I clarified aggressively that this was particular to our goals for our lives, our objectives in life. I explained how the lifestyle of this industry was not something super conducive to the type of marriage that I wanted to have with my wife, especially in our first year, if we both were sprinting full speed on our own paths. And so we had to kind of decide. It's a hard question, to be honest, and I think it's the single most confusing point for most other full-time influencer husbands out there is not just if I should become a full-time influencer husband, but also when is the right time to do so. So with every single marriage and life and business looking different, I can't give a precise formula that will serve as a one-size-fits-all for the influencer husbands to answer these questions for you. But in this episode, I feel I can pretty confidently and responsibly give over some exercises and frameworks to be asking and answering the questions particular to your own circumstances. You know, and, and quick side note here before we get into the, the formulas and frameworks, these frameworks are, are very logical and analytical. They don't really factor in a lot of emotion, mainly because I wouldn't know how to weight that for you as an influencer husband or an influencer. So you can use my exercises as data points, but, you know, also treat your personal dreams and goals and emotional desires and what you want out of life, factor those into your opportunity costs too. And I can't really do that, you know, without knowing your particular circumstance, but just kind of side note to factor those in as well as kind of the harder data points that you're going to get here. So without further ado, here are three exercises that I have loosely created to determine if and when you should become a full-time influencer husband. So exercise number one is the engagement test. And it's kind of funny because now that I'm, 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 you know, doing this in a podcast, I feel like maybe I should have come up with cooler names or trademark these or something like that. But, you know, they don't even really sound that cool. They're just very like, here's what this is. But anyway, the engagement test is 
really probably the most simple formula here to aid you in your decision to become a full-time influencer husband or not. It is kind of the basic question of, does the audience see me as a compliment to the content? I can think of almost a dozen bloggers out there who are the singular focus of their own content, right? Meaning their influence is not built around anyone else. It's not about talking about their team. It's not about talking about who they're married to. It's just really about the artfulness and the creativity behind who they are as a person. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that also means that their influencer husbands or moms, you know, who probably take their pictures are not really directly involved in their content. So a photographer may take Instagrams and it's a very necessary utility to have a photographer, but it's kind of an entirely different approach to include your photographer as part of your story as well. A great example of this, and this might be kind of like an old school outdated example because I don't even know if he's creating content these days, but I am Gala comes to mind. So, you know, I think male fashion blogger model, I don't know what he would consider himself, but his content is very artful. You know, it's, it's about his style. It's about where he travels to things like that. It's not really about who's taking the pictures or anything like that. As far as I can see from a quick glance, the outside looking in, I'm not a hardcore, I am Gala fan. So if there are people out there that are like that, you know, and I'm wrong, just roll with my example for a, for a second here. But, you know, he's a great example that comes to mind because he is the focus of the content, but no one's really asking who's taking I am Gala's pictures, you know? And I think that this approach is very common for influencers that probably fall more in line with models or traditional celebrities like they are the core focus they are the subject you know they are the story it's them who we want to know what's going on in their life and you know as far as who the photographer is no no one really cares and it's maybe something you know somewhat interesting like who they're dating or you know who else is like in their life who are they friends with but not it's not essential to the content that they have been delivering to the audience and so if I am Gala or Haley Baldwin or someone of the sort started including their photographer in their pictures, would you care? Maybe, maybe not. You just don't really know until you try. And so that's kind of the point of the engagement test, right? Is to see if the audience is going to respond to you as an influencer husband being a part of the story. So if you're currently a husband and currently taking pictures for your influencer wife after work, I think it's important to determine whether you want to be a utility or you want to be truly part of the story. So before you even do anything, I think this is one of the most quintessential questions to ask in surveying whether you want to be full-time or not. To be a full-time influencer husband is, in my opinion, to let people in. It's to be vulnerable. It's to open up to an audience that may or may not be in line with your, you know, personality or, you know, your privacy preferences or anything like that. But it's a necessity if you want to be full time, in my opinion, because otherwise I think you're just a utility and you're replaceable, right? So, you know, right now you're surveying whether you committing the hours of nine to five roughly to being a full-time influencer husband is more valuable than what your current employer or your current job trajectory is heading in the hours of nine to five, right? So in my opinion, the way that it is most valuable for an influencer husband to get involved at a full, in a full-time capacity is if 
he or she is both a utility to telling the story for their influencer, i.e. taking pictures, you know, documenting their lives, etc., as well as a character in their story too. And, and when I say story, of course, just for any people out there that are going to misconstrue my words, I, I mean story, of course, not being a manipulative term, meaning you are crafting a story and everything on Instagram is fake, but rather a term kind of letting an audience into the story of not just your wife or your influencer's life, but also your life too and the collective life that you have together. So that's what I mean by letting them into the story as well. And, uh, you know, again, I think that any photographer out there is a great utility for an influencer, but when you're talking about switching over full time to be an influencer husband, I think you have to figure out whether you want to be a part of that story or not. So here is the engagement test in a nutshell, and it kind of measures on a quantitative basis and also qualitative basis, right? So the first thing I want you to do is grab a pen and paper and let's kind of establish some baseline metrics. The first number I want you to write down is I want you to figure out what is your influencer's average number of likes per picture without you in it as an influencer husband. And again, influencer husband, mom, girlfriend, boyfriend, brother, sister, etc. So number two is figure out what is the average amount of story views without you in it as well. So you should have two numbers now. You should have kind of a baseline metric of average number of likes per picture, i.e. how the audience is responding to the content, and then average number of story views, i.e. how the audience is responding to the story's content. So then now, I want you to do something. I want you as the influencer husband, I want you to post a picture of you and your influencer in it with an honest caption, just be real, maybe talk about your relationship, talk about how you're involved in the brand, talk about you know some behind the scenes stuff, really open up to the audience in an authentic way with you involved in the picture. I want you to post that picture. And I think that what I then want you to do is sit down, maybe a different day, doesn't all have to be in the same day, sit down on Instagram stories and have your influencer introduce you and do a Q&A or do a few polls or tell a story on their Instagram stories or something like that. But try and post one photo and maybe one to three stories per week for about four weeks straight. And I want you to save those original two numbers of the baseline metrics. And then at the end of the month, four weeks, I want you to sit down with your influencer and I want you to talk about how the audience responded. You know, there were probably quantitative results. So did the picture get more likes? Did the story views go up when you were involved? But then there are also kind of qualitative metrics too. So were there DMs of encouragement or discouragement? Oh my gosh, I love Jordan being a part of the content or I hate Jordan being a part of the content. I've gotten both. But you know, did you feel comfortable on camera? Did you enjoy creating content? You know, all of these are very important questions in assessing, you know, both whether you are comfortable being a content creator, which is not, you know, the norm for a lot of influencer husbands out there. And then also is the audience responding to the story that you want to tell with your influencer, right? And I think that the most important thing here is to not take any of it personally. When I first became an influencer husband, I would take over Danny's Insta, you know, Instagram stories and you know, some of the DMs would explicitly say, hey, I followed Danny and not Jordan. Why are you here? And it hurt my feelings at first 
But then I had to realize kind of rule numero uno as an influencer husband, and that is that this is not about me. You know, the spotlight is on our wives and it's kind of our job to support them in that spotlight and kind of let God do his work in that spotlight, but not take away that spotlight. You know, there's there's reasons that people follow influencers and our wives and the reasons are vast and wide. You know, it has sometimes to do with their creativity, their artfulness, just you know, maybe the way they stand on certain issues, their positivity, it's its so vast and wide, right? And I think that a lot of people, for example, follow my wife because she's gone through things like hair loss and, you know, she talks about the struggles of that and she's tries to be positive, you know, and she has her faith that people relate to. And, you know, I think she is a female in her mid twenties and I'm not, and I never will be. And so, you know, as you're going through the engagement test, if you are an influencer husband taking it and the metrics tank, or you get some discouragement, don't take it personally. It does not mean that you, you know, you married the wrong person. It doesn't mean that you aren't um, fun and that you aren't someone that people like to be around. It could just be very particular to the story that they've already been telling online for quite some time. And it is not personal at all. You know, there are dozens of ways to be a supportive influencer husband out there and being a part of the content is not the only way. So I say that because I want this engagement test to be revealing, but also not to be taken personally and just destroy anyone right out the gate or anything like that. Okay, so exercise number two is the character test. You know, again, I think I should have called these different or cooler things, but I just did not. So, and now that I also think about it, I I think that this could, you know, have probably been number one too, because I think that this is actually the only test that applies to both part-time and full-time influencer husbands, but let's get into it. So the character test, is a set of questions that I have designed that are very straightforward and very simple, and they each have a quantitative value associated with them. And it helps you determine, I think, how ready you are to be an influencer husband full-time or not. There are a lot of men that I think really romanticize this whole influencer husband slash influencer thing. I even go back to my original story of Husband sitting at his desk, you know, nine to five job, maybe at a cubicle, opens up his Instagram stories and sees, you know, wife in Bahamas or Napa and says, oh my gosh, I could be doing all this with her. We could be creating all these memories together. It's not wrong. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's it, it, it's it's not wrong, but uh, it's also a little bit romanticized because I think that when you see the travel and the the brand partnerships and the experiences and the events, I think it's like, well you know, whatever, I am I can be an influencer husband, I can take an Instagram, right? But I, I think that that is probably 5% of what it really means to be an influencer husband, not to mention that I think it's literally the best 5% part of the whole equation. And the other 95%, I think takes a lot of qualities that I am very serious that you need to have beforehand, such as humility and adaptability and a servant heart and organization and handiness to name a few you know these are all good qualities that i think should be strived for just in any good husband but when it comes to being an influencer husband without these i think you have the ability to negatively affect both you as an influencer husband and a real husband and so i want to kind of get into real quick the the character test. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give 
some questions and scenarios and I want you to rate yourself on a scale of one to three for each of these with one being poor and three being excellent. So one bad, three good. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna be adding up your scores over your time. So if you wanna pull out your iPhone calculator or something like that, it's pretty easy. It's, you know, it's not, it's not gonna stump you or anything. But here are the questions. So one, one is bad or poor, three is excellent or good, two is right there in the middle and rate yourself as honestly as possible as an influencer husband or just as a husband. Okay, number one, I am organized. Again, one to three scale. Number two, I prioritize comfort and security in life. Number three, I am self-disciplined as a person. Number four, I am slow to anger. Number five, I regularly let my wife choose the restaurant. Number six, I regularly make dinner. Number eight, I regularly do the dishes. Number nine, I regularly do my own laundry. And number 10, I regularly do my significant other's laundry. Okay, so go ahead and tally up your results. So if you scored above a 20, I think that you have very natural patterns and a temperament to be supportive as a full-time influencer husband in this industry. Just naturally, right off the bat. Nothing, nothing else needed. If you scored between a 15 and 20, I think that there might be areas that you might run into, right? You know, the first three months might be hard because you might have some adjusting during the honeymoon phase, right? If you scored below a 15, then my recommendation would be that you maybe focus on some improvements in your own marriage first before jumping into this world of being an influencer husband. And and I say that without any self-righteousness or superiority complex or anything associated, because to be quite honest, I think when I first transitioned over to being a full-time influencer husband, I think I was probably pretty low on a lot of these scales before coming into, you know, even marriage in the first place. But I think what I realized about being an influencer husband is that it's a lot like being a husband magnified by maybe three to five times. And I know that the 5% of our time looks real, real sexy on the outside, but you know, to be honest, the rest of it is kind of just a logistical and chaotic problem solving journey every single day. You know, this is a lifestyle y'all. I want every other influencer husband to be super ready for that. It's, you know, it's about hanging up clothes together after try on hauls. It's about supporting by filling gaps, whether that means dishes or dinner or dogs to the vet it's it's about being the level-headed one when the millions of expectations from brands and the audience stack up on both of you all as an influencer team it's about you know being the one to keep your family balanced with this pretty chaotic career right and i think that the worst thing that any influencer husband or potential influencer husband can do is come in with the expectations that work is not going to look like work anymore. Work is work is work, especially in this industry. And I think that work here may look different than what most people or what you would have thought, right? You know, I think that if you grow the business big enough, then you can hire a maid in the future. But for now, just be really ready to get your hands dirty and hang some clothes and do dishes and support where it's needed and take care of the home and 
it's all part of the job because the job is the life and the life is the job. And to keep the life entertaining and fun and stable and healthy is to keep the job entertaining, fun and stable and healthy. And it's a really weird industry where, you know, you just, you have to kind of be aware of it. And so if you're already not doing a good job at home or helping out with chores and things like that, I just think that this is going to serve as a magnifying glass that really could potentially come in between you and your influencer or your wife. And so whether it's natural to you right now or not, I think that if you can work on your character as an influencer husband, I think it's really only going to improve you as a real husband too. But before we jump in full time, Let's at least use this as a super simple, super stripped down version to get kind of a baseline of expectations before you kind of come over full time and things like that. So number three is probably the most pressing and practical subject when it comes to becoming a full time influencer husband. And that is the subject of the if and when of family finances. So right now, presumably you have a salary, you have your salary as, an, as a husband, your wife or your influencer now has her new business and you are now kind of trying to decide how to proceed, right? So do you look at this influencer industry optimistically and say, you know, this is the future. And so if it's a rush to the top, then I'm going to quit my job right now and start sprinting. Or do you look at this pessimistically and a little bit more pragmatically and say, let me treat this added income is short term and hold on to the stability of my career, you know, as we see kind of what happens with this. It's hard, right? Uh, when it comes to any industry I like this, I think that the best thing to do is to look at things on a kind of five year scale. So I think that assuming things are going to crash in like one to two years is probably a little bit more like paranoia. It could always happen, but it just it feels a little little abrupt to kind of be judging things on a one to two year scale. And then I think five or more than five years is asking more for like a crystal ball, which no one's going to have. And so I think that for any industry, I've, I've always felt comfortable in my life looking at it, you know, from roughly like a five year projection, just saying like, is the, where do I see this going in the next five years? And so I think that the income formula is good for sort of waiting and determining your current financial situation in light of the influencer space. And so again, either same pen and paper or a different pen and paper. What I first want you to do is I want you to kind of get some baseline metrics here. So I want you to write down your name and put the number you bring in per month from your salary. And you can do this before taxes or after taxes. I think we'll be able to kind of match that later but just go ahead and do that for me. So the next thing I want you to write down is your influencer's name and write down their average monthly income that was brought over the past three months, okay? So basically add up the past three months and divide that number by three for three months. And let's kind of try and find what the average income coming in per month is. And for the sake of this argument, let, let's just say it's five and five, okay? So 5,000 that you're bringing in as the uh, the the husband right now in the equation, and then 5,000 that your influencer's bringing in. And let's just say it's equally weighted. 
So now what I want you to do is I want you to take the average number of brand partnerships from the last three months to make up that revenue. So, so same exercise here, go through the last three months, count the number of partnerships that it took to kind of get that revenue for your influencer. And let's just say that's number, that number is five. And, you know, then let's write down the average deal value. Okay. So take the income, the average income per month, and then take the average number of deals per month. So 5,000 divided by five, that's going to be a thousand. So 1,000 is now the average deal size that you have. Now I want you to multiply that by the number eight and eight is assuming that, you know, you can pick up two brand partnerships per week, kind of at your average deal value. And that would be 1000 times eight. So that's 8,000. So I want you to ask a couple questions now here. Now, this is not scientific at all, right? Two brand partnerships with the way that influencer marketing is going seems reasonable. There are a ton of platforms out there that you can get involved in, which I'll do in a whole nother episode later about. You know, there's like a four card, which is run by James Nord, who I think is very respected in this industry. There's tap influence. There's a lot of opportunity, especially for micro influencers out there to pick up, you know, between one and two partnerships per week. And so that's where I got my eight number. But this is purely a projection. So this is not scientific. But when you sit down with your influencer, I want you to kind of go over some questions. So does that number of the average deal value times eight, does that number exceed your current monthly salary? Does that number meet your current salary? Where does it kind of all fall in line with how you're using your time in your career right now? In a conversation with your influencer, do you believe that you being involved maybe from the engagement test or, or what have you, do you believe that that would allow for you to take on more partnerships? Do you think that that would equal more deal flow? Do you think that, you know, your contribution to the content will help grow the audience more? Maybe it relates to more people. Maybe it's a story that's more relevant to people being in marriage or being a newlywed or something like that. You know, where do you kind of sit with all that? And that's only something that you all can decide because every situation is going to look so different. But I give this exercise not necessarily to give a black and white answer of, OK, well, here's your, you know, your perfect number of here's when you should switch over or like you should switch over right now because you're making enough money. And it's if you come over, it's going to equal more. I really give this exercise because I think it's a new way for you as the influencer husband to see the income coming in right now versus the potential of the business, right? So I think that when I was coming over, the hardest part for me was thinking through the income formula and like how this was all going to take care of our family. And, you know, it was me being able to kind of understand the value of my time in a different way, right? So the way that I was kind of looking at it is on one side of the coin, it was like my nine to five was being valued at a certain rate, which is often called a salary. So you show up from these hours to these hours and we will pay you this fixed rate, right? But when you're running your own business and you kind of switch over to this influencer world, it's asking the question, if the cap of time was removed, what is the possibility of income in removing that ceiling? And 
I think that oftentimes influencers and influencer husbands value their time differently. As a husband at the time, I was in a traditional nine to five and you know I had more time, but I had less possible income to gain because everything was kind of on a fixed scale, right? As an influencer, especially an influencer in a really healthy industry and a really healthy economy right now, you typically have less time. You're struggling to find time to manage your deal, manage your communication, manage your accounting, manage all of that. But you have all of this possible revenue that's potentially generated from brand partnerships and stuff too. And so I think that this is why being an influencer is like running a business. It just requires help to grow the business more, to take on more partnerships. And you know, as the influencer is able to spend more of their time doing the content creation, everything else kind of seems to trickle down and fall into place because they're creating the content that's relevant to an audience. The audience is loving the content. You know, they are finding value in the content and, you know, then brands are coming and getting involved in the rise of that content as well. So I think that, you know, I I can't give you an exact formula. I wish I could, but what I think that this exercise of income does is rather than give you an exact number of here's enough for you to switch over full time, I think what it does is it kind of creates a baseline of, of reframing how you as an influencer husband will see your time and even possibility, how you look at possibility in, in taking this huge step into being a full-time influencer husband. You can either see it as a potential upside. If I gave the hours of nine to five back to you know, creating content and like being valuable to this community, what would that look like? You can see it as an upside or you can see it as a downside. You know, and I think that this is just a big part of becoming a full-time influencer husband is wrapping your your mind around the numbers and becoming comfortable with it. So in a culture designed to entrench you with this idea of hustle, this entrepreneurial mentality, even the life of an influencer husband that can be very romantic and alluring, I don't think that the influencer industry is headed out the door right now or anytime soon necessarily. I do think that, you know, being an influencer husband is amazing, but I think that if you decide not to become a full-time influencer husband and your wife is still successful or your influencer is still successful, I still want all of the influencer husbands out there that are doing it in a part-time capacity to know that there's still something very, very valuable about doing that as well. You know, if you decide to stay in your nine to five and in your career path and moving forward, then I think that there is equally as much value to that situation there too. I am not really here to convince you that one way is better than the other. This was the best for our situation, but as influencer husbands, I think it can be done full-time and I think it can be done part-time. And there's a number of episodes that I've previously shared that share the stories of both, you know, both part-time influencer husbands who are lawyers during the day and influencer husbands at night, and then full-time influencer husbands who have really helped diversify the brand from just being an influencer to now being a brand like Gal Meets Glam. And, you know, I think that my hope to you all is that at a minimum, this kind of helped you think through the issue critically and responsibly in making your own decision on whether you should be a full-time influencer husband. 
I support you all. I think that regardless of what you decide, this is a lifestyle and it's going to be a part of your lifestyle. And so I think that you should really focus on how you can do it well, both part-time and full-time. But yeah, I, I, I want the best for everyone here. I want your influencer teams to be well-rounded. And I think that without further ado, that's it for this week. I don't think I have anything else to say. Let's talk it all.